Hey fam, what's up? This is part two of the two-part episode. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that happened to a relative. That happened to my cousin. He went to go get some gas at the gas station and they wouldn't give him any gas for his lawnmower because they said he looked like Black Lives Matter. They ended up suing him for like $700,000. <laughs> but still, that, it Damn. really happened. It really happened. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. Exactly. But exactly. I, th- I think that the thing that really bothers people is that they're doing these things that are supposed to be movements, but it's really about enhancing themselves. And I think, and and that's for Black Lives Matter. That's for, even for this girl, Tierra. That's Max. what she did. That's, that's exactly what she did. And I think that, like, for example, and I was saying this, I said, you know, I can, they were, they were she was trying to push it like, oh, you guys just believe in respectability politics and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, because she was at a party or on a yacht somewhere and just happened to get caught on camera twerking. That's different. Yeah, you might get the respectability politics people who are going to say some shit. But for the most part, nobody's going to trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the most professional look for us for a senator, but at the same time, she was at a party. Right. And she she implies that black people only ever act respectable to impress white people. Like, she's kind of making it seem like uh, left to their own devices. That's really what black people do, even when talking about serious things, is twerk all the time and leave with the ass. I thought um, it was kind of insulting. The co-host on the Van Lathan interview in the, on that podcast, she said, "You don't do you think that if a white woman had done the same thing, that there would have been criticism?" And she said, "No." And I'm like, "You're a fucking liar." She's a, li- she's a liar. She's a you liar. But tell when you- me if one of these white senators hopped out there and was twerking on a handstand, nobody would say anything. Are you fucking kidding me? She's lying. And you look at her politics. Look at everything. And I, you know. I want to get into the tinfoil koofy stuff. But if you look at the stuff, all she talks about is sexual stuff. That's all she talks about. Well, and well, children. Well, one thing that's really interesting is when you go to her website, her platform, if her platform is pretty well-rounded. But when it's time for her to be forthcoming and vocal, like not go to her website, but what she comes at you with, it's all like stuff about educating children about sex and all this stuff. And I'm like, why are you going to sink all the good stuff that you're talking about, about housing, rent control, minimum wage raising to die on this hill. And it's a weird right. thing. I'm finding because she don't really care about that, that other stuff. Yeah. She don't care about that other shit. She cares about that. She no, leads with her quote unquote identity. She yeah. leads with identity politics. And that's why, like you said, they used up all of this goodwill for like uh, the end of the Obama well, 2016 up until now. They really did use up all of this energy they had, and now they're all crashing. And and, and they burned bridges both ways because oh, regular, regular rank and file black people are sick of them. Black oh yeah, people are more Morgan more activated and rank and rank, rank and than, file Democrats are sick of them. Yeah, yeah, black people were more activated, mobilized, and I've ever seen them in my life. And these people just basically dissipated and ruined all that energy so black people are mad white uh democrats are sick of them um you know the conservatives and middle of the road people are sick of these people you know what i mean like uh Shit, everybody's... even the big companies are getting sick of these people oh yeah the big companies getting sick of them uh the D- the dei stuff people getting tired of the, the diversity stuff in the court yeah like, like these people are just giant cry bullies and, and, stuff. And, and, and the reason why the reason why it didn't work out is because it'd be different if these people really did have a platform that was going to encompass all black people and help black people but what we found out was it was all about them Every single last one of them. It was all about them and what they were trying to get for themselves, whether it was a job, whether it was your money, 
whether it was your attention, whatever it was. their personal agenda. Yes. The sex lives validated. Yes. Views on family validated. Well, that was, you know, that was first. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Their their, their sexuality and their sex lives is first. Hold hold on. Let me play play some of this interview. Uh, So she comes on Van Laden and Rachel Lindsay. And here it goes. In a second, that's your big deal of the day. Okay, you guys, we have a real treat for you here today on Higher Learning. We have a, a, a real trailblazer. A trailblazer, a hellraiser. Um, you might have seen the story of the Rhode Island senator who made waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 made waves when her having a fun time on her vacation, shaking a little something, gripped the internet and had everybody with an opinion. We wanted to talk about it, but we didn't just want to give our opinions. We want to talk directly uh, to the young lady in question. So we have her on Higher Learning, Tara Mack. Rhode Island State Senator is joining us on High Learning Day. How are you? I am. I'm doing well. <laughs> it's been a, a wild couple of days, but it, whiteness is a hell of a drug. So it has been, it's been a Oh, wait a minute. I have it sped up. That's why it sounds weird. Let me play it regular. Trip. <laughs> hmm. Now, you know what's crazy? Is you say that whiteness is a hell of a drug, but I've seen a significant amount of criticism about this from the community, as in Black people. And first of all, I give him credit for that because a lot of the media and stuff is when they're acting like conservatives. They, they're backing up her because she tries to keep making sense just white conservatives or whatever. And they look at the media. They're all saying that even though there's just as many black people attacking her as uh, white conservatives. So to his probably credit, more. what's that? I said probably even oh, yeah, more. Yeah, probably even more. Yeah. But to his credit, he he uh, does several times push back on the idea that's all white conservatives. It's the only pushing back I think he does, unfortunately, but it's more than he's anyone a, else. else did. A pander. Dude, dude is a panderer. He'll give like some some uh some lightweight. Well this is what people are saying, that kind of thing, but he's not really gonna do no type when it's a woman for especially he yeah. he, he gives them carte blanche. So uh, the guy that wrote it. the article about the New York magazine article about the Black Lives Matter houses. He went in on him and flew off the like like he had to apologize to his own fans later because he admitted he went too far. But uh, you know the one that went after Patrice Colors, but it was only after the public sentiment got so bad against her, he was like, maybe I was a little bit. Uh, but he was like, she's my friend. How dare you? You're trying to hurt a black woman. Like he went yeah, at the the, the, yeah, like he the yeah, it went nuts. Yeah, but yeah. this lady, he's he's you know very lightweight um, pushing back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, black people can have white supremacy embedded in their psyche. They can have white supremacy as the only framework in which they know how to think, act, and believe. And uh, yes, I've seen it all. <laughs> so the question is, people. you say whiteness is a hell, hell of a drug. You say white supremacy uh, is, is kind of the culprit here. Um, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel people's reaction to you twerking? We should say you were you were twerking on a handstand on your vacation. The cheeks was out. All right. Um, as, why they you, as they are in the bikini. Why do you feel like the reaction to that is uh, is uh, is white supremacy? Yeah, my body has never been able to be controlled by my opposition. As a seated state senator, the youngest queer black senator that was elected in Rhode Island's General Assembly in 2020. Uh, My body has always, my existence has always been a source of conversation. And it's never been about me as a person. It has always been about you must conform. You must fit into this box. You must be quiet. You must uh, not say the things on your mind. When I was elected, 
elected, I was saying shit like fuck ICE. And that was who my, uh, that's who my constituency voted. That doesn't answer his question at all. First, he didn't answer the question at all. Uh, (laughs) No, like she just, she knows that she she can't defend it. Yeah, she had something she was going to say, and she was going to say it no matter what question he asked her. Because what the fuck did that have to do with anything? I was the one saying, fuck ice. Who cares? My body's never been able to be controlled. All he asked you was, how was it white supremacy to uh, say that you shouldn't have done that? And she just goes into her resume and and body not being controlled. And I said, fuck ice. I guess that doesn't answer the question at all. But uh, I give her credit for um, tiptoeing past the question about black people going at her. Or, or or would that be doing too much? She just said, oh, yeah, you know, black people can be affected by white supremacy, too. No, she and definitely she got a slick comp. She, she definitely more. slick, so. You think so? Because I was going, I was thinking about it. I said, maybe I should give her some credit for that, that she didn't go, because, you know, some people will go take that as an opportunity to go in. Yeah, the Indian black male misogynists and the black community is this oh. and that. Like, Oh, no, no, no. I think she's slicker than that but what you said was still low-key insulting because you've been saying that they have no yeah, ag- yeah. yeah she has no agency and thought she doesn't black people have no agency and thought of, of their own like like that white people put these thoughts in their in their head like like they can't like i think that's kind of insulting like i don't know i mean it's insulting but in a different in a different way like, it's she kinda- insulting it's insulting because it's completely dismissing any other reason why black people would have an issue with her twerking she says it's all one thing. And it's this thing called white supremacy. And nobody's going to agree that white supremacy is a good thing. So let me put it in that category. She didn't address any of the people that weren't using respectability politics. They were just pointing out like, yo, we this is a serious issue. Why was it important to try to seek attention shaking your ass? And, and it's basically like, like, they, like they're only doing it because of white people. They want to impress white people. Like they don't have any internal moral compass of their own. Like, like that they just... Uh, what black people is she doing it for? I'm looking at her Instagram page right now. There's no black people on that page. So yeah, what, Rhode what, Island is 80 percent Caucasian. So yeah. So what what's... is she talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if it was white supremacy that was against her, why are there so many white liberals who are pretty supreme in in on the left uh, loving it? You know. So and I'm like... also sick of them trying to act like being hypersexual is some sort of freedom movement for black women, as though we're not constantly hypersexualized all the time. When you look at any of these award shows, how count how many white girls got their ass cheeks out, and then count how many black women got their ass cheeks out. <laughs> Man, did you see the BET Awards? This is, somebody made a joke saying I've that. I've seen uh, parts of it. Somebody made a joke saying that it was the Pimp of the Year Awards. You know, that, that's it not, might as well be the Players Ball. The players yeah. Ball, you know. But that's the thing. Like how? So we can't keep trying to pretend like shaking your ass. You know, being greased up, shaking your ass in a bikini is somehow I'm the my, my body isn't being controlled. This is freedom for black women. I'm setting some sort of making some sort of movement and setting some sort of standard for how black bodies are to be treated. All this nonsense, like not, none of that is freeing or helpful to black women. I didn't hear a single thing. It wasn't like she she didn't even shake her ass and then give us some shit that she's doing to help people. Like it just she's just shaking her ass <laughs> and saying both of me. She ain't shaking her ass and saying, I got this bill. I want y'all to check it out. You know, the service (laughs) a lot of these people provide to white people, particularly white liberals, is like like white liberals have gotten woke enough. They read enough Ta-Nehisi codes or whatever to know that certain traditional tropes and stereotypes, they're not supposed to like it makes them racist. And I feel like 
what a lot of these intersectional type of black liberal um, people do is they woke wash a lot of things that um, white liberals still like because they're still white and part of a um, racist society and repackage it in a way that, uh, hey, we know you don't like, okay, we know it's bad to enjoy the reassuring hug of a mammy, you know, but what if you have like a woke mammy who uh, is actually an academic and does all the same functions, you know, is your conscience makes you feel good about yourself. Um, you know, is, is basically like what um, mammy was to Scarlett O'Hara and gone with the wind, but with the five daughter word vocabulary and, you know, it's teaching you how to be a good ally. So teaching you how to be a good debutante in the South. She's teaching you how to be a good, uh, you know, you is kind, you is this, you know, I'm the, intellectual version of that and you know they'll they'll eat it up and she's these people do that with the sexual stuff too like 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 they know to enjoy like you know some jezebel type uh display is not woke but she gives them a she gives them a woke context into which they can now enjoy what white people racistly enjoyed for which which is basically what they did with slave play yeah exactly slave play just basically repackaged mandingo before the woke crowd you know so that they can now uh enjoy in uh and and they can do the same racist stuff they always did and, and consume the same racist tropes they always did but now not only is it acceptable it's actually pro-black now like i'm actually helping black women by so all those white people and q's replies like leave her alone you know you policing a woman like like now it's feminist and pro-black and um it's actually anti-black of Q to, uh, you know, critique her. And the I- ironic thing is tons of black women were critiquing her as well, but that doesn't It was matter. mainly, it was mainly black women that was like, yo, this ain't it. Oh, for well, sure. That's just internalized misogyny. So you need right. to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, they got something for everything, bro. Like, yeah, they show the fuck, dude, they got a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it just, burnt, it just it, it just made everything to me. It just made us look like a fucking joke. You know what I mean? It's just a fucking joke. You, she doesn't even take her job seriously. She doesn't take the livelihoods of the people that she represents seriously. Because That's the only how, people that she thinks she's representing are the people that identify with her identities. Exactly, and that's what and that's what that's what really bothers me is that you have people who elected you for a reason and you get up there and shake your ass for no fucking reason it doesn't help them and it makes me think you think you just don't take it seriously and i think when people vote for you especially in local and state politics that's some shit you got that people are taking seriously and you got to take your job seriously that's you just trying to get attention on your literal ass, your actual ass. You just want attention on it. You want you wanted to show how sexy you looked in your bikini. You oh you that's all that was about. I think a real problem now, man, is white people are, are crazy right now. Like like white a lot of these white liberals, they have done <laughs> right lost their, they've done lost their damn mind. <laughs> no, no I, I mean even my white people standards, they've lost like like, like some of the things they're fighting for and these 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 hills are dying on like they're gonna blow everything up for themselves it's gonna be crazy like like i, I just understand like uh wanting to drive the economy into the ground for ukraine for example uh joe biden just came out and said yeah we're gonna drive the economy into the ground for ukraine get ready to pay a lot of the things i'm like okay this dude just doesn't care he doesn't want to win like i've never seen people like this they're just gonna argue about the craziest things like okay 
we have to um, teach these kids sex education and do this. And it's like, okay, I don't understand why this is a top priority right now. Like, like, like this is, we're going to hit a recession. Uh, you're saying that the fascists are coming. You're so worried about Trump. And you're just like, I don't know. I just don't understand what, what they're doing right now. And these black people are just following them into it because they just think the white man's ice is colder. What they don't understand is at the end of the day, these white people are still white. They're going to be okay. They're going to inherit money. They're going to fuck off all common sense. But at the end of the day, um, they're going to uh, still inherit something from their parents and, and, and they're still going to have their whiteness to fall back on or whatever. But you're just going to be this crazy black girl that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of safety net these people. I think these people think they have the same type of safety nets, the same I'm white and I say so kind of logic that their white friends have. And they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Two, two things. I, and I agree. Two things. With regard to the senator, uh, she's an empty suit, right? She got elected on the BLM wave. And, and I hate to say that I'm not going to even say it was an affirmative action vote because I think that's a bit harsh. I don't want to I don't want to play on that term. But she she got the George Floyd vote. Um, she ran on nothing. She's demonstrating everything that she ran on, which is nothing, nothing. And right. that's all she has. So she's going to go out. She probably looking at her internal polling knows that she's going to get spanked. And so she's just going to go out and, and try to either a save face by saying, oh, well, they they voted me out because, of you know, they didn't like what I did with my body or whatever. Blame oh, like a self, like self sabotage. Yeah, excuse already now. Yeah. Right. That, and she, then she's going to victim bully. Yeah. Right. And, it, and so it turns into it a second two career. Purposes. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it second. serves two purposes because then. I think the victim bullying thing, what you said, is maybe she's gonna she's trying to also victim bully the people who are criticizing her. But they're not they don't give a damn right now. Right. White people don't give a damn right now, okay? Even some and of her own constituents who identify with her because we know white gay bro, people are some of the most racist motherfuckers. Here, bro, bro yeah. she's out of here. Yeah, she's, she's out, out of here. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then the other part is it feels like America itself, speaking of what you said about like the Ukraine and all that, doesn't this country kind of right now feel like um everything's getting ready to come to an end and oh, you like, yeah. you know, like how people are like, you know, how when you give you two weeks at your job and then you got that last week and you just kind of just bullshitting your way through it. And cause you're already thinking about your next job. I'm wondering if Biden's even going to run again. I feel like he's just doesn't care. I, 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 I feel he like he's checked out. Uh, yeah. did, did, did he seem to put the medal on somebody backwards? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is, yeah. yeah. His uh, brain is out to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Forever. Yeah, I saw, Kamala, I saw Kamala at one of the press conferences where he uh, read directly from the teleprompter. Yeah. And she was looking like she couldn't wait to go outside and, and hit her uh her vape pen. She was just looking, you can just see man, her looking It's the it's crazy because T you <laughs> hit like, it. You, you hit it right on the head, T, when you said these people used up all of their goodwill and all of that energy, because even with them. I mean, all the swag surfing and stomping the yard and ski weeing like that shit. Yeah. Yo, and, look and at I, it now. And and I've come to a conclusion, right? Because uh, we know we always talk about like, hey, why did this stupid woke book get a six, a seven figure signing bonus? 15 house, 15 um, publishing houses. We had a bidding war for this ridiculous woke book and this TV show um, that got like no ratings, but like seven different streaming companies 
competed for it. And now if you look at all the announcements, a lot of those things that got signed, there's been no announcements on those projects for years. Um, a lot of the people who got hired to do stuff, you don't hear about them. Um, the A lot of the projects that it made, like Netflix signed up um, Meghan Markle to do some kind of woke show. They canceled the show. Like even Meghan Markle's not safe. Obama got canceled by Spotify. Like, and what I'm getting at is um, there was a bubble happening and money was cheap. Interest rates were zero. Businesses could borrow money at 0% interest. The stock prices were just flying up everywhere. Even though there's a pandemic, the stock market was setting new records and it was a bubble. So everybody was just spending. And I think a lot of these people were just being subsidized with these crazy make work uh, stuff because it's like, okay, we have our money taken care of. We're, we're rolling in the dough. So we can afford to do stuff for woke points or for prestige. And if even if 10 of them flop, if you let, if the 11th one hits, it'll pay for the other 10. And also, we're going to get all these woke points and prestige. And also, I think some of these people, even in some executives, I think some of them really believe this stuff. Like some of them really want to, like, you know, have a have an agenda or whatever. But this recession is going to be bad, man. I you know, it's people, funny. I was watching this program about this guy. I can't remember the name. Hold on. Let me just finish this point because I'm almost done. The money's going to dry up. And yeah. when the money's not, this is like bonus money. Like, hey, our money's being made. So we can indulge in stuff for woke points or prestige. But when the money's not being made in Department A, then they don't have time to just flush money down the toilet on, you know, the intersectional slave, you know, or whatever show you're trying to pitch to to Netflix. Like, like they don't want to hear that. So, yeah, all we're, we're deals, seeing that now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the name of that show that they had Freddie Gibbs on? That show is done. It, it didn't even get a full season. Oh yeah, that thing was pretty bad. I I, I, I doubt they're gonna. They, they probably had it filmed, so they just have to just dump it. But I'm I'm really doubtful that then we'll get a second season. I was watching this program, and this dude was talking about the economy and like uh, entertainment. He was like, uh, a lot of people that became millionaires, you're gonna see that they won't be millionaires anymore. Oh, I totally believe it. You know, he was like, a lot of people that got a lot of shine, a lot of profits and stuff. He was like, the people that weren't supposed to be millionaires won't be millionaires anymore after this shit is over with. Because I don't even think we've seen the, the worst of this. Shoot. Uh, I think Revlon just had something happen. Uh, Revlon just um, had a whole bunch of trouble. They're trying to terminate. Uh, Revlon just filed bankruptcy and they're trying to terminate their uh, leases in Park Avenue in New York, fucking Revlon, because uh, what it, the interest, their, their loans outweighs uh, the money they're making. The worth, like, right. Yeah, when money was cheap, they were able to survive, but, but, but like the interest rates, you know, the Fed is wrapping up the interest rates. They can't afford this shit, you know? Yeah. Yep. But, but it's like, okay, if Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers gave J.J. Abrams $250 million. Wow. To, and he didn't do anything for them. He he um, just gave them like uh, an idea for a Superman, a black Superman, and he pitched like one show. Uh, AT&T was kind of sick of, of, you know, the drag on their income that Warner Brothers was. The Justice League movies flopped and all this stuff. So they sold it to this guy from Discovery Media. His name was David Zasloff. Right. And they're like, listen, buy this thing, run it any way you want, and we'll just take a fraction of the profits. We're sick of this shit. Uh, we don't want anything to do with this. It's 
Because if you notice, HBO Max and Warner Brothers and all this stuff, they were giving anybody money to do any type of bullshit. Like, like that that Black Lives Matter, Eyes on the Prize. They gave Patrice Cullors a deal. They gave Jeremy Harris from Slave Play. They were giving, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everyone gets a deal, like Oprah. And uh, they fired all their executives. These, like, rich white people, like uh, Toby Emmerlich and all these, like, I've been following this stuff. All these white Hollywood executive royalty. Uh, they're trying to they cancel JJ Abrams show and they're trying to like cancel the deal for 250 million. They're like, it's a waste of money. You're not delivering anything. And we don't have money to spend like this. This this Zaslov guy is like what they call a hatchet man. And people are speculating that he's just gonna try to cut as many expenses as they can and just sell the company at a at a profit as like a lean, you know, machine kind of like the way like like those corporate raiders do. They just Get the whole thing, uh, make it profitable, then resell it in a couple of years. And the reason I'm saying all this is if J.J. Abrams is not safe and that guy is like a track record, if these white executives are safe, then you think like these uh, people don't even like make any money and are just like Johnny come lately, um, woke, woke people just uh, pitching shows with no track record like. The, all that's just going to be flushed on the toilet. This that this whole kind of woke bubble, there's like a social woke bubble happening, uh, and it's being fed by just a lot of bubble money that everyone's just floating in money, but everyone's tightening their belt. And I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. what are these people going to do, man? It's I, you know, it's bad. funny. I don't, I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? And and um, this is kind of a segue off of the topic a little bit, but it's that conversation. Me and v, me and Vita had a conversation on my birthday about this, like money tightening up jobs, just people, period. Like, how do people get their minds out of what was the pandemic where the money was flowing and all that kind of stuff towards now? You're fucked. Oh, yeah. And if you don't get it together in the next six months, you're fucked. These people built no type of talent except for cry bully. And like, what's going to happen when your only talent is to cry bully? Nobody's listening anymore, you know? And it's like, did you hear the guy Universal Music? Who um uh this guy Universal Music, he declared a work stoppage for uh Roe versus Wade. No way. Uh yeah, yeah. Let me let me read it real what? real quick, right? Um it's a really short article, so I'm gonna read this real quick. And I'm saying like does, does Universal have like some sort of secret hold on the Supreme Court or what? Man, I I'm gonna send you guys the, the article he posted on his LinkedIn and he didn't even realize and, and this ties into this politician because I feel like she's part of that like as in like they still are using an old playbook and they don't realize that everybody moved on to like like they have a Betamax and you know everyone's on DVD players like like they don't even realize that uh th- this is not even the move anymore I, I just posted in here uh, this is a New York Post which is a right wing rag and unfortunately this is where you have to go to get these stories because it's, you know, a lot of the regular media is filled with these same type of people anyway. So, th- so they're not going to cover this stuff, but it was on his LinkedIn. I double checked his LinkedIn and it really was on his LinkedIn. So it wasn't that New York post was make was making it up. Uh, woke employee who refused to work while more, while quote unquote morning Roe versus Wade fired and uh, a woke universal music group. <laughs> Claims he was fired for, yeah, for quote unquote speaking up about abortion rights. 
after he admitted he refused to work because he was in mourning over the Supreme Court's um, decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, Michael Lopez, a production coordinator at Universal Music Enterprises, blasted the company as quote unquote anti-gay for terminating a quote queer brown person end quote during Pride Month for quote speaking up in defense of abortion rights unquote according to a lengthy note on LinkedIn that went viral last week. Like like countless other folks, I was devastated by the news of the Supreme Court's attack on abortion rights, Lopez wrote. Paired with the flood of anti-queer and anti-trans legislation, it's been hard to process how the companies expect us to be productive while our rights are being stripped away. Lope- what? Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. Just, I can't even, I can't, I can't. This is ridiculous. That's because there's just so much you've already said that black people you, gotta go to work every day, B. Bruh. Yep, yep. <laughs> what are you talking about? On top of that, yes, you are expected to go to work regardless of what the Supreme Court does any day. And that has always been the case. You white still have to is do a hell your of a work. drug beater. Sounds like you've been sipping at the teeth of white supremacy. Also, why was he in mourning? <laughs> he does not he is a he is a man from what it looks like. It's not a trans person. Is it? Um, he was mourning in solidarity with them. So why are you more? Yeah, he calls himself a he. It's Michael. Yeah, I don't. He was sympathy, I, he was sympathy mourning. I wasn't even in mourning, and I'm a woman with the uterus. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's so ridiculous to me. Oh my! And then God. he said. Then he said he. But the but the funny part was, he doesn't think he was fired because of not working. He thinks he was fired because the company is anti-gay. And is terminating a queer brown person during Pride Month because you know that well, he knew sense. all that. Then why do even be? Why was he even working there? Right. Well, 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 well that, that's the thing. These people will complain about the company, but still expect to keep that it's okay to work at the company. The company should just change to suit them, which is kind of crazy to me because I feel like back in the days, liberals used to be very anti-corporate, and now this weird thing with modern liberals. Think the corporation is their friend and I, I don't know if it's because the corporations act woke now and they and they put a pride flag and dsw you know uh, uh or kmart or you know during pride month or in black or juneteenth they have the black t-shirts but these people really believe that the corporations are their friends and are woke it's very bizarre and they get legit betrayed you know it's the, something else for these people too they act like what is it they believe for some reason i don't know why but woke employees believe that they're not agents of the company who are hired to help the company make money. They think in some weird way that being hired by one of these companies just means we're now your top customers. Like, 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 like <laughs> we're, we're your customers. You're supposed to, uh, yeah, wow, us. but the difference is because we're your employees, we matter more than your non-employed customers. So, so like, you know, for example, so like, if they end up working for like uh, Disney, they'll be like, okay, you have 1 million customers who want this kind of show, but us employees, your work employees, we're your super customers. So you should listen to 100 of us over 1 million of your actual paying uh, customers. Like, 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 like they don't think they're there to do a, a job and help the company get richer. Yeah. They think they're there to be the company's conscience and also to and be the company's top customers. Yeah. And, and yeah, like influencers. They, they, that's pretty much what they act like they're paid to be when they work for these companies. Yeah, that yeah. Maybe it, it's an effect of social media. I don't know, but 
Yeah, the company hired them to help them become better people. Like, you know, they really believe it's it's crazy. And I looked at the guy's original post. So I'm like, this is a right wing rag. This is New York Post. Maybe they mischaracterized it. But when you look at it in context, no, he's he said all this. <laughs> they didn't take it out of context. It was pretty much what they described. Uh, so so he says he says each Friday, one of my tasks was to process reports for upcoming releases and then to email um, my work to 275 people. But instead of doing the usual process reports, he wrote an email that read, quote, I didn't do them today. I'm in mourning due to the attack on people with uteruses. He can't say a woman. So he'll say, so I'm, I'm in mourning due to the attack on people with uteruses in wow. the U.S. federally guaranteed access to abortion is gone. The email continued. Now, this is kind of crazy. Like he... Can't they never speak. federally guaranteed you access to an abortion. That was never what Roe v. Wade was about. That 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 was not what that ruling was about. Abortion was part of it as a result of the privacy aspect, but the law was never specifically well, well, well it never explicitly said that, but the actual effect of the, the way they interpreted privacy right. did did create uh federally guaranteed access to abortion but i know what you mean it didn't explicitly um say that but i mean you y'all gotta read this email this this guy wrote and then <laughs> be to pull it up. <laughs> no it's oh, in oh, the oh, article it's yeah, in the yeah, article yeah. it's in the article oh. that's how you know this is bad they didn't have to just take it out of context they printed it in its entirety and honestly they kind of downplayed it i think when you read it directly from his mouth it's actually worse it says yeah. I didn't do them. He wrote to so this so just to give it context, he he has to send uh some sort of process reports to like two hundred and seventy five people. Now he doesn't know these who all is on this list, but his job is to email these two hundred seventy five people every day. And he so instead of doing his work, he sent this email. I didn't do them today. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, then he said I'm in mourning due to the attack on people with uterus in the U.S. Federally guaranteed, ac- federally guaranteed access to abortion is gone. Vivendi and Universal Music Group must stop donating to anti-abortion, anti-queer, and anti-trans politicians. Politicians like Marsha Blackburn, Ken Buck, Victoria Sparks, etc. Or expect more unproductive days. You're Yours fired. in fury. You're fired. Right. But so... But you know what's this, crazy about that is there's a total misunderstanding of his power level. As in, he thinks he can hold the whole company hostage, hostage. when right. it's the most yeah. replaceable job. They can just get rid of him. Like, like it's crazy. You're not special. I don't know why he thought he was special. He's not even high up in anything. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, that's that's what I mean. Like, like, what are you gonna do? Oh my God, Michael's not gonna send out the email. Fuck, should we let the whole company tank? No, no, we got a cave to him. Like. No, just have someone else in that job in a week. It's fine. <laughs> we don't need so 275 people couldn't do the work because I mean he had power in the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, he was um, a fucking lunatic. Wait, he, so even he admits why he was fired but from HR, but he sends another email to the email out to that same 275 people saying, Hey y'all, just got fired for this email from Friday. So they're letting they're letting you know where they stand on employees speaking out <laughs> on politicians that support marginalizations of for folks like me. The crazy brown- thing is 
Those 275 people were the ones who probably complained to HR and his dumb ass actually oh, thinks right. they're on his side. Right. A brown queer person terminated during Pride Month speaking in support of abortion rights. Seems like that's exactly what America is all about right now. Peace out, Michael Lopez. What was funny is he even admits, even with his paraphrasing, the reason he was fired, according to HR, was for, quote, not doing your job disrupting the day of 275 people and poor judgment. But but he put it in scare quotes. So he's actually being kind of sarcastic. He's like, oh, that's a cover reason. Like he's that's a legitimate reason. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a legitimate reason. But he put the word paraphrasing and he put scare quotes as in so, so, so you know when someone does air quotes with their fingers when they're being yeah. sarcastic? It's almost like he's saying they really fired me because I'm brown and queer and outspoken, but you're not gonna believe this, guys. They think that was <laughs> disrupting your work. <laughs> you know, and they must be like, uh, yeah, we complain, you fucking nut. Like, what do you? Yeah, he, he's that delusional. But I was talking to a friend of mine, right? And I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who works in the arts, and he works with these types of people all the time. And we were kind of saying, like, okay, a lot of people are rooting for these people for the great correction to come, for these people to get their wake up call. A lot of people are rooting for this comeuppance. But I'm like, okay. How are we going to support these people? Like, these people can't be reintegrated into... If society gets its sense, it gets tired of these people, and money's tight, and people don't don't have money just waste on giving these people, like, um, make-work jobs, right? And they have to actually function and work with people as a normal person. They can't just victim-bully anymore. Uh, people are just sick of it. What are we going to do with these people? I mean, we can't... They can't be integrated into real work. Like, like, what do we? We need some kind of. I don't know what we're gonna do with these people. These, I, I don't think they're gonna be able to all get normal overnight. It's not gonna happen. They've been this way, I think, too long. Uh, I mean, this next generation, I think, probably sees them as like these people are nuts. I think the next generation is gonna be okay. Uh, universal for the most basic income, baby. What's that? Universal basic income. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I think I, I think we're gonna need that, man. I think yeah, yeah. This Michael Lopez guy. I mean, it's, I'm not sure someone's gonna hire him, but I'm I'm like who, uh, I, you know, like and there's so many Michael Lopez's out there. Uh, I've I've heard so many stories about them. I've known people who've worked with people like this at Amazon. A whole bunch of people were doing a die-in of these employees because they wanted uh, Amazon to stop carrying what they felt were transphobic books. So they went in front of the Amazon headquarters. They all lied down, pretending to die, and uh, on Netflix. Uh, these people are protesting Netflix every week. And finally, Netflix just fired them and said, look, if you don't like our politics, you can work somewhere else. But Netflix gave a lot of these people multiple chances. There was one trans employee that crashed an executive meeting. They only suspended her and then let her back again. And she went back on Netflix and kept trashing them more. And she said in the article, she was giving interviews and she was like, hey, the fact that they only suspended me just shows that they know I'm right. And she kept going until she got fired. And now she's on Twitter complaining, how could they fire me? I thought we were a family. Like, that's the, that's the craziest part. Like, so, so, okay, so this is the thing. You really broke up with me? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's a yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, I understand if you were like, no, agitating this, and, they, no, but and you, you have were trying to, to get fired. These but you people have to, expect to agitate and be kept in love. So so let me, let me put it like this. This is what I realized. So one of my friends, one of my best friends, former roommate, uh, she was laid off from Netflix. She was pretty high up in post-production. 
Um, she was considered like a junior exec. And she got laid off. And we were talking about this the other day. Actually, yesterday. And one of the things that she was telling me is that a lot of these people got under, they were under the impression that Netflix was so progressive because of how the environment is when you work there. She said they are very progressive in the workspace. She said, in fact, they're actually really good about a lot of things when it, when it comes to the actual workspace. So those people were probably under this illusion that this wasn't an actual corporation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I know someone who worked for Etsy and he kind of said the same thing. A lot of those uh, tech company type places try to be a really cool workplace. You know, Taco Tuesdays, bring your dog to work. There's a bike room. We're environmentally this and that. Unlimited. And you, P- they paid very well. Very, very well. They yeah, paid I heard higher, they paid very well, too. They paid higher than pretty much any other network. And so that's the other thing my friend's dealing with now is that to do the same job she was doing, she'd get paid probably nearly $90,000 a year less. So it's it's a big um, it's a big shift. But she was saying that you a know lot the of the social media were, manager made 200,000 like 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 the people who run those really bad like uh yeah, that strong doesn't black surprise lead. Me. Yeah, 200,000. That doesn't surprise me at all. If I told you how much my friend made, you'd be like, "What?" So they pay well. So they pay well. They 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 like a hip swinging type of work environment. Um they would even if you couldn't get to work, they had an Uber service for free to get you back to and from work if you didn't want to use your car. I mean, they had a lot of little cool things about it. So oh, I yeah. think yeah, it had a lot. It was a, it was a shit. Ton, that's just what I can remember off top. There was a shit ton of perks when she got hired. I yeah, remember. they had a ton of money. They were spending money like crazy. They, they're tightening hey, the belt. What the hell you and I've been doing? We need to have been trying to work at Netflix. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, but the party I, the, wouldn't last. The, but the, but enjoy the it film industry is not is but, is, is, see, is a trip. See, but, here's the thing about you, Mario. Right, that is different than them. You have had struggle, and you have never had a chance to build. A level of entitlement. I feel like most of us haven't. I have no. never been able to build a level of entitlement. So if Netflix hired me to run a stupid shill blog where I'm just shilling for racial shows and I got like 200000 for it, I'd be like, I thank God for every week I have this until somebody wakes True up that. and is like, what the fuck was I doing? I would count that thing as like every week they didn't realize that they were insane and I got my check. <laughs> And I'll be socking it away. But uh, a lot of these people, because they were young and they grew up in this kind of, you know, the world is yours kind of messaging, they really thought this is how it's supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be this way. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly you know, how they think. They really do believe I wanna, that. I think, I I think that's what, a... What happened with your friend? Yeah, uh, yeah please, please, finish, please finish. Oh, no, she, so she got laid off. She's she's finishing up. Um, It's, it's a wrap. But, 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 but you were describing like the mindset and why yeah because uh, well, the other thing was that like and i think you actually what you just said t really lends to this point because she she's from she's grew up like i did we're from the same neighborhood went to the same schools she's from south central she had a very fucked up life you know um she was homeless at 16 like that kind of shit right um and, it, and that's and that's a whole other thing, right? And her situation with her parents is, was was tough and rocky. And so she was a girl who'd been through some shit. She was also a community organizer, right? But we were doing we were doing actual activist shit and actually having successes. She was a part of one of the campaigns where we got 153 million dollars to fix the cosmetic problems at our schools, and the funding had to go to the schools that were in the most need, not the schools that had the highest test scores. So that was our work, right? So she's that person. She she doesn't have this entitled. Thing. Her thing is you take action, um, actual action, if that's the route you take. If you work for a corporation, 
she that's what we were talking about. You already know what it is. It's a corporation. They're there to make money. Period. If making money means diversity, then they'll make money using diversity. If making money means no diversity, they won't be having no diversity. But the thing is, audiences like to see diversity in their programming. White people, I think it's because white people like to feel less racist. So if they can put an Asian and a black person, you know, in the background somewhere or as a sidekick or, you know, a light-skinned girl is lead, that makes them feel you know, less racist. But that's that's what they were trying to go for. I think what happened was they just didn't have good shit because they were hiring these weirdos in creative and the now all these quote-unquote creatives are giving you bullshit that nobody wants to watch because it's uh, unrealistic and they nonsense. Were, they were hiring off uh, social media. Every type of social media, uh, a lot of these social media rejects that I've been seeing on Twitter for years kept announcing that they were signed by Netflix to run this thing. And and I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? They were giving them all this stuff. And I was like, why these people? Like, these people are like, like you can't find anybody better than these people. So, yeah, I mean, but the problem is these people, I think a lot of times don't realize that they're untalented. If they were smart enough to realize that this was an opportunity that was once in a million fluke, given their talent level, if, if, if they were self-aware the same type of mental skills whatever you need to recognize you're untalented are the same skills you need to be talented so if they were able to see they were untalented they would never be untalented to begin with if that makes sense so 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 it's it's an a tragic irony you know what i mean like um so I really think that they thought they were just like way more talented than they were and were doing like God's work over at Netflix, you know, talking about here's a black kid on Stranger Things. Here's what, he, here's what his favorite foods are, you know, and they're really thinking, yeah, this is some deep intersectional journalism I'm doing and I deserve $200,000 for this, you know, like I think they were like, kind of that delusional. All right. Yeah. It's it's kind of, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, and like your friend and like I feel like one of us, if we ended up there, we'd be like, I'm really glad I got this. I hope it lasts, but this is insane. And someone at some at some point is going to look at the books or it's going to be one hard quarter and um, it's going to be all over, but I'm going to try to sock it away while I can, you know, but they've been looking at them books all along. <laughs> they just been waiting for the right time. <laughs> no, no, no. They were looking at the books, but one side of the books had a lot of green on it. So they were just spending, but uh, I, right. I, I, when that's when that, when when they lost all those subscribers, you hear about the subscribers that lost that quarter. Yeah, yeah. And the stock yeah. price went down. Like one side of the ledger went red, and then they just put an X on the right side of the ledger. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. this was fun, but uh, I mean, the reality is they they're not giving. They don't have good content, and so nobody wants to pay more. So when they raise their prices, people get mad. Um, Hulu was smart. <clears throat> they started off with the tiers. So you had ads for the cheaper price. And what made up for you paying the cheaper price is your, uh, you have ads, right? Um, Netflix has 90% of America, where there are 90% of American households, but only a third pay. <laughs> like, <Wow. laughs> so, oh, yeah. And, so, and something else with Netflix, I think they started thinking that they were. Uh, essential service because people were at the first were treating it like that. They're like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm never getting rid of my Netflix." But if you do enough bad content, after a while, people start realizing, you know what? I haven't actually watched anything I enjoyed in a year on Netflix. Um, right. 
Right. And, and they're and now losing because, a lot of the old shows. So even if you yes, like to watch they, old shows and reruns and shit, Hulu got that or Peacock or yeah. Warner or Paramount or whatever, right? There's a thousand different um, subscription services. So when you look at it comparatively, Netflix, you got Stranger Things, which is super popular on there. And then it gets kind of thin after that. You know what I mean? There's a huge... Oh, they got yeah. some good documentaries. And I think that's documentaries, pretty where it that's, ends. I think that's good. And, but then or when you look call. at movies and shows, they're getting beat by Paramount. They're getting beat by HBO Max. They're getting beat badly by these other services, man. So but when even, people have to make a decision... Even a lot of the documentaries... Even a lot of the documentaries that they make themselves, not that they buy from other people, are not that great. Like, most of the good documentaries... Are like third party ones, but uh, their own documentaries a lot of times they're kind of padded, they're long for no reason. The five episode documentary, and it could have been like an hour. Like, that's nothing with them, even when they have a good idea, they always pace it and pad it out horribly. You know, even the best things, like the remember those, those Marvel shows that they had that people enjoyed, all those could have been like six, seven episodes, there were always 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. The worst one was that Jessica Jones one. That was the worst. That dude, was the worst, dude. Yeah. That one had a good four-hour series in there. But yeah. they made it like 13, and they had that fucking purple man nigga. I hated that dude. He escaped <laughs> five, he escaped escape five times. Cop, escape cop, escape. That shit. He, that was done specifically to, to lengthen the show. Yeah, he to kept me? escaping to lengthen the show. Like, like, they'll keep catching him. Oh, man, he escaped again. <laughs> they another two episodes. They keep catching him. I'm going to kill you, Purple Man. Oh, wait, hey, wait, hey, 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 look over there. And they look, and the Purple Man goes away. Oh, we lost him again. Another two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like some, some Adam West Batman shit, man. It was like... <laughs> like, you don't need 13 episodes for this dude, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was whack. It yeah, was they, a season that, it, it was dope for like seven, six, seven episodes, and then yes. they just they killed it after that. Same thing with the Luke Cage, just good six or seven episodes, and then with the Cotton Mouth, yeah. then Cotton Mouth dies, and here's six more episodes with this guy with the suit, uh, an right. armored suit. And it's like, okay, I'm tired now. You had a good show, why they each, yeah, they do that with everything on Netflix, but to tie it back into this guy at Universal and this Tierra Whack. I think it's across industries. Like it sounds like we want a large diversion, Mac. but I think this all ties in. Like the Tierra Whack is part of the same uh, generation and entitlement. Like, like you see how this guy, Michael Lopez, and the people at Netflix that ended up getting fired. Not like, like your friend had some sense, but I'm talking about the people who didn't have sense, like who acted like betrayed. Like, I feel like even back in the days, if you agitated at your work like this, there was a part of you that kind of wanted to get fired and expected it. And whatever that's that was a price you were willing to pay, but these people actually expect to victim bully and cry bully, but still be kind of loved and treated like family, and they and they get actually hurt. And I feel like the way this woman's running her politics is cut from that same that same cloth. The people in media who are on her side are the same way at their jobs. The people who vote for her and like her. Or like, like this Michael Lopez guy, if he lived in Rhode Island, he'd be voting for her. And it's going to be like, there's a whole ecosystem of these people and the rugs and get pulled out from them. They have their favorite shows run by their favorite people who think like them and are weirdos at their job. And their politicians are weirdos like them and 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 all this stuff. And like, like I said, if this universal basic income doesn't happen. I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Like, 
I feel like we're gonna. It's never. It's like a lost generation, bro. I think we have a lost generation. Um, yeah, I think. I think that that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I want to be clear. Her name is Tierra. The senator in Rhode Island is Tierra Mack. Tierra Wack is a musical. Oh, artist. I said the rapper Tierra Wack. Yeah. Oh damn! I got. I messed up. Yeah, Tierra Wack. Tierra Wack is a is a rapper. This is this is definitely uh, the lost generation, and I, I had that. I think I've said it a thousand times. It's that I believe it's that you know when a lot of these people were seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. It was the Barack Obama era, and they really did buy those dreams. And a motherfucker like me, who's forty one, when I was eighteen, it was George damn Bush, and you had to get it how you live. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no dreams to be sold. There was no to dreams to be bought. You had to eat what you killed. You had to eat what you kill. You had to yeah. eat what you killed, man. And these people really do believe that they were owed something. I don't know what that is, but they really do believe it. I see it all the time. Man, but I'm, I'm going to say one thing in their defense. The boomers and the Gen Xers, if they came out wrong, uh, we did something. So it's like... Uh, you know, I was watching uh, Bill well, Maher. Well, we, we a lot of us perpetuated the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did something, and it just blew up with them. I don't know what it was, but I mean, uh, like um, Bill Maher was talking about millennials and how boomers can't retire because millennials are useless and whatever. But I was like, okay, but you're just saying something about yourself as parents because you raised these people. We, you know, well, whatever. these these kids today are the grandkids of crackheads. Their grandmothers were the ones that were strung out on crack. You know what I'm saying? In the 80s, if you born in because I've seen I've seen someone on Twitter say if you're born in between 1992 and 2000, you got screwed because the world was supposed some black woman saying this. the world was supposed to be yours. And and now you got to rebuild it for everybody. And in my brain, I said, damn. So I was like, what is being told the world is yours? I don't know. So in my mind, I said to myself, well, if that's the case, and I'm not defending uh, Gen Xers or baby boomers, anything like that. But I can remember vividly when the economy went to the shitter in 2007, what no stimulus checks coming out. And yo, a lot of people's families lost everything. So while you was living at home when you was 13, 14, 15, your folks lost everything. See, see, but that girl, though, man, I don't think she came from uh, crackheads and everything. I think she's like, OK, see, this, see this girl here is from Brown. She's mentioning Ivy League Brown. Well, no, no I, not her. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Yeah. But I think I think the, cause, no, but Mario is saying what kind of black person thinks they're entitled to stuff. And, and I think what it is, is I think a lot of these black people grow up as like tokens in white areas. Oh, absolutely. They start thinking, and they start thinking they can get it like their white friends. They start yeah. thinking, hey, uh. I can live that I'm white and I say so life like my white friends. I buy into the same dream. I mean, white people are waking up to the idea that, oh, shit, I thought I was old stuff and um, I, I wasn't. What, what's, what's staring him in the face is hard work. I have a great example. Um, people were laughed at this, but I think in a weird way, it said a lot about how these people think. Remember when Amber Heard, uh, her Me Too thing didn't work and she oh, lost yeah. the case? And at that point, everyone was like, oh, uh, this Me Too thing is invincible. Uh, women crying rape is like um, invincible. This is like a, almost like a superpower now. They were almost acting like. Uh, and The Root had this article, if white women like Amber Heard um, can no longer be instantly believed, what does that mean for black women? Everyone was kind of laughing. But in a weird way, I think it revealed how they think. Like, they're around these white people and they think I can absorb 
your residual white privilege, white privilege, right? Superpower, and right. I think that's kind of what like this woman, this Tierra Mac woman, is hap- having going on. Like she's a political version of of this thing. Like she, she overplayed her to- hand. She overplayed her hand because she didn't realize that majority of black people aren't over over um over sexualized and you know they they don't lead with their identity and their sexuality and their ass cheeks and all this other just degradate, just degradation and just, you know, weird, this weird behavior. You know what I'm saying? A lot of most black people don't live like that. I think maybe she, I don't know what her constituency is like, but maybe she's thinking she can get over it just on like, you know, well, of course she can get white people to believe it. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Now I never, hold on. It's a little more of her. Hold on. Before we close out, it's a little more. I never wanted to be a politician who, once I got up there, I dressed in boring black and brown clothing. I didn't speak my opinion and I didn't uplift my community. And so when I continue to live my joyful, free black self and folks don't know how to deal with that and folks don't know how that how that joy in the light of all of the oppression that we are experiencing, in light of all of the oppression that they have given me, in light of all the ways that they've tried to silence me, the fact that I can still show up for my community with joy, with love and, joy so many times. and silliness, that is that is everything that they hate. Who is I her community? I should be ashamed of my body. I was going to say the same thing. Like He told her how Black people aren't feeling this. She said that there's pretty much white supremacists. So, so basically, her, she's oh, saying her community is not Black people. people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to know. I wish Levan probably would never ask that, but uh, that, I think that's he, an question. Actually, he goes back to the black thing. Hold on, it's a good jump to it. Um, I was called fat. I was called um classless. I was called shameful. All of these things simply for having a body on a, on a beach wearing what yeah. every single other person wears to the stop beach. it. But because stop I it, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's that's one of the things that really pissed me off when she said that shit. Just because I was on the beach on a in a bikini where like everyone else at the beach. No, that's not why. You know that's not why. Like what what the fuck? <laughs> she made it seem like she was just chilling on the right. beach. <laughs> and then somebody came along and you know filmed her in secret doing that shit. You no. Set up, you, you went to the beach and set up a, tri- a tripod. <laughs> Got on your head, flipped over <laughs> onto your head, and busted wide open. <laughs> started shaking your ass with your ass cheeks out at this little piece of string going between your cheeks. That's what happened. Like, don't just because I was at the beach in a bikini wearing what everyone else was wearing. Was everyone else doing a handstand and twerking their ass as an elected official? Were they all doing that and then posting on their official account and then saying, vote for me? Is that what they were all doing at the beach? Man, accountability is a motherfucker for these people, man. Man, That is what upset people because I shouldn't, I shouldn't quote unquote look like that and be acting like that. I shouldn't be a state senator with an Ivy League degree and be able to turn up with my friends on a weekend. They no, want to see, it again. The Ivy League thing again. or the turn up thing? The turn, I, I should be able to turn up with my friends. There were no friends in this video. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you and, talking and, about? And no one's saying you can't turn up with your friends. They're saying that you shouldn't do it in a political ad. It, it, it wasn't like she's doing it in, like, like you said in private and she does it no one said you can't do it it, it would be like if i was uh 
you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna shoot a porno to promote my um <laughs> I'm gonna promote, promote my candidacy. And, and, and then I, I'm having all this penetration and stuff, and it goes back to me. And I'm like, so you think I shouldn't have sex? So you say I'm saying I have no right to have sex. That's, that's what you're telling me right now. That, that's the logic right here. Like no oh. one's saying you can't have sex. They're saying don't don't have sex to promote your ad. And the same thing with this twerking. No one's saying you can't twerk, but it and, and it's so disingenuous. It's like, it's like, it's like children argue. You know what I'm saying? You just have you just have four examples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Wow, you want to control black sexuality? You don't want right, right. That's literally but, how they but the argue. Thing that's so crazy. It wasn't that's even crazy. like she had a point, and she was like, you know, this sort of I'm pushing I'm pushing this bill because I believe that women's bodies need to be bobble. It wasn't even nothing. It wasn't even connected to anything. Remember You're that right. guy who ran, um, I forgot what he was running for. It was a black guy. He was running on legalizing weed. So he had a video of himself sitting, lighting a blunt, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but it was connected to his actual politics and his message of what he was trying to push. What she did wasn't even that. It was literally just for us to see her shake her ass. That was the entire right. point of the video. Right. Y'all, I mean, y'all just saw the video of the the black dude that's running for the Senate in Arizona. He, he, oh, yeah, he's he super KKK. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So when he, and he's, he's trying to appeal to his constituency, right? So if she's trying to appeal to, she's saying her constituency is people that want to see her twerk in a circle. That's what she's saying her constituency is, right? Yeah, no, basically. I, I, I suppose, you know, to go along what you said about giving her credit, I'm surprised she didn't break out the hotel card yet. So, so you're right. That is what she said was at least better than that. So I'm really surprised she didn't she didn't go there. But it might. It's still time. It might come. Uh, you know, like, accuse people of being hotel. Yeah, she's got time. It's, it's not November yet, so she's yeah. got time. Because I didn't allow that. I didn't allow their narrative, and I didn't allow their boxes. They lost their shit. Mm. That's Do why. Because think we that if a white woman it. was twerking on a handstand, that it would have had a similar reaction. Absolutely not. Because in Rhode Island, I, I, oh, I Rhode Island is literally wild. Um, double standard that I am held to is literally what I'm twerking about. Literally, the double standard of um, I went against a 30. Yeah, she doesn't like a valley girl, don't she? Literally. It was literally. Oh, my God. It was literally. It was literally this. <laughs> yeah, oh she's God. full of shit. She's full of Here shit. Come I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something honest. And was anti-abortion. I'm, and 21 I'm, I'm not she's gay. Like I, I, I'm not trouble for this. Um, was, I'm not even convinced she's gay, y'all. I because oh saying, no, it, it, she definitely seems like she's jumping into an identity for pop for for. Uh, she called herself queer or gay. Yeah, she calls no, herself queer. queer. She only queer. called herself oh, queer. And, yeah, and I always feel like when people just keep always. I know there's two type of people who are really rigid about that queer thing, with never wavering for it. Like I've had some friends who were like gay or bisexual, but they weren't comfortable in the identity yet. So they kind of started with queer first. It took him a while to be able to say the words gay or bisexual. And then I've known like some people who I'm like, I know your ass is straight. You're just a little bit weird. And you're just calling yourself queer just to sound more interesting. I feel like we're going to find that she's married to a white guy in five years. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, uh, like uh, Bill de Blasio's wife, before this queer thing existed, like, you know, uh, and, and was like kind of watered down term, like um, Bill de Blasio's wife was 
writing about being like a lesbian and all this stuff and how she's a proud lesbian. She wrote an article, I think it was in Essence, like in the 70s or whatever, you know, all this stuff. And then she pops up in the Married to Bill de Blasio and everyone's like, hey, whatever happened to the article? She didn't want to talk about it. You know, like like it was just kind of trendy at the time and in the in the 70s. And I feel like um, that's going to be her. I don't know why. That's just my feeling. I, I just get that vibe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she's never with a partner. She never explains. And what people are always going to tell you is, oh, no one has an obligation to explain their um, sexuality to you, which is true. You know, she has no obligation. She has no obligation to me or any stranger to disclose her partners or whatever i'm just saying that this is just a vibe that i have i don't know why i just i've been saying for a while that i I believe white guy i believe that a lot of people specifically white people i believe a lot of people have been doing this for clout because it's what's popular now you you know if you want to call me whatever ism or whatever i don't care but i just gotta i have a feeling that a lot of people are doing this for clout and because it gets a lot of attention as far as like for them getting something well, well, you, know, well, you, know, you know, that's a big movement. A lot Specifically have, white people. White people do that because that, that's a way for them to shake off being accused of being a racist or white supremacist, all those kind of things. So they can say they're minority. Well, 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 what a lot of people do now is they blatantly admit that they now believe queer should not have any relation to who you have sex with. Like there's a bell hooks quote that they all love where it says like, you know, paraphrase, but queer is just basically about feeling like an odd person now. So right. in other words, you're a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. They, they try to make queer just mean like, you know, being weird. But because it's vague, people like, for example, I only found out after she died that uh, people could call him Bill Hooks a queer icon. And I found out only recently that she was straight. As far as anybody knows, she was 100% straight. And then I found quotes from her where she was saying, yeah, I consider myself queer, pa, gay, which means, which means queer, not gay, meaning um, I believe in queerness as something beyond uh, who you sleep with and just about anyone who doesn't fit in can basically be queer. And okay, you're just stealing queer valor. Like, like you're stealing gay valor. You're not, you're just a straight, a straight woman who wants to just pander. Like, like, like. Oh, some, bro, I don't want to cut you off, but have you ever heard of this dude or whoever this is, Ferrari Shepard? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I the, remember the, him. The artist yeah. guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. For no reason once. Pete, this yeah. sounds, he, made, he made it. He was on he's on Van Lathan's uh, Instagram page and Van posted, you know, the little clip with him and the senator. And this guy made an interesting check this out. He said professionalism is a dying attribute. What could be said when a former U.S. president spent four years bickering like a fifth grader, though? But having said that, just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? So then somebody responded to him and said, respect to you, but who on the committee gets to decide what professionalism is and isn't? So the, for whatever this dude, Ferrari, Shepard, he says, called voters. Professional, professionalism is generally subjective, but your ass knows it when you find a bug in your food. And the wait staff and shift manager tells you to kiss their ass when you complain. Oh, good one. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he said that. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I remember him. I'm damn. I haven't heard that name in a long I know, time. I know. I haven't heard from him in a I while. I think he either. blocked me too on one of my nine Twitter accounts that got banned. Yeah, but, no, but, no, but, but, but you know, it's funny. People just have 
of sliding scale for whatever serves them in the moment when it comes to like logic. So yeah, you're right. When it happens to them, you know, when it affects them negatively, they know what professionalism is, but uh, yeah. Or, or when you tell all those stories about some white person in service treating them bad, like, oh, this white cashier, this white cashier, that this white waitress did this microaggression that suddenly they know professionalism real fine when it's time to complain about how they were treated when they try to spend money somewhere, you know, but uh when they're the ones with the job suddenly they don't understand professionalism it's very that's a great that's a great point but yeah i mean i don't know something's gonna have we're gonna need some way to absorb all these people i think they're gonna be unemployable in this new when the great correction happens maybe a lot of them will learn from the hard times and then i i don't know what's gonna happen i mean because after they're gonna have to because after a while crying ain't gonna help because crying ain't gonna pay the bills yeah. You know, so they got to figure it out. I mean, that goes along with, you know, we had that conversation with people talking about CDLs and all that. And it's like, bro, this ain't even about getting a CDL. It's about just learning a skill. And this is what I've been telling people. Um, there's nothing wrong with learning new skills. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're 25 years old and you feel like, because this is all this is about is about feelings. And you feel like you should be where you are and where you where you are in life is not where you want to be. It doesn't mean that you deserve you got to actually work. You got to put the work in. We don't we, look, we don't have, um, you know, talking about the older people because they try to make it like the older generation really just have it all. But we don't have a Spike Lee without the work. We don't have a Denzel Washington without the work. We don't have, you know, all the Barbara Jordan. We don't have these people that put the work in and gave us something that we could aspire to see or be. You know what I'm saying? We don't yeah, throw Diddy in there. We don't have these people without putting in the work. We know Diddy's story. You know what I'm saying? I, so you, you, you can't have this, this idea. Go ahead. Even if you even if you don't want to be a capitalist, say you're against the hustle culture. That's fine. Say, say you're like whatever. Then, OK, then being like a real rah-rah socialist and go organize. But I feel like a lot of people would be anti-capitalist. But then because they're actual, broke. But, but then their actual activism is to just hate on Twitter. You well, know? a lot of this, a lot of this is because when you're broke, you, you know, you tend to hate everything. And I swear, because I've seen this before where you see these people that talk like this, and I'm not going to say that this person's name, she's cool, but this person, these people say these things about how bad things are. And then they finally hit that lick and get a job that they want. They don't talk about that shit no more. But, but, but like, but like there's some people who talk about cap company, about capitalism all the time, these black people. You never see them actually organize or do anything. All they don't do, do anything. Is, all they'll do is anytime. A black person does something, hits, hits a lick. Like, for example, there was this uh, black company that created, uh, there was a black company that had a spring water company that got picked up by Walmart. And all these people just started tweeting, oh, no one can own spring water. Uh, yeah, yeah, black people think empowerment is going to come. It's like, you drink Evian every day. Like, every like, day. You're right. fine. You never tweet about white companies uh, doing making bottling spring water. Oh, of course not. Oh, of course not. Just like I always say, you know, Warren Buffett's not the Illuminati, but Jay-Z is. Get the fuck out of here, It's something, it's it's funny because this is part of what Kenny and I talked about um, on his birthday. Remember I was telling you, Kenny, I was like, the difference between being broke because you putting in the work and you chose a certain type of work, like you decided to be an actual activist. That's a decision that you made. And that's something, and you're saying you're about that life. You'll make the sacrifices it's necessary because you feel like you have a greater purpose. That's what, and that's what people do who are like actually passionate about what they talk about. 
These people aren't passionate about anything. They're just talking on the internet. They have, they had a rough week. They had a rough year. So therefore now, now they're communists. But as soon as they got a good ass job, they, they shut the hell up. Support. And that's what happens is you see and these things going on because they feel like, like we were saying earlier, for whatever reason, they feel like they were promised something, but they forgot about the work that goes along with it. So even if I but, gave you $150,000, you're just going to piss on it. It's like MF Doom said, if I gave you a pot to piss in, you pour it on the sidewalk. But you know what I'm saying? A, so it doesn't make a difference. But that's the thing. It's just like this guy, Michael Lopez from Universal Music. He had a job. He felt like it was he was owed this job, so he thinks he can make threats like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna slow your production down if you don't do what I want you to do." Because I'm owed this job anyway, so no matter exactly. what you do, I'm not going anywhere. It's mine. Exactly. Well, where where, where did he care? I promise you, he didn't give a fuck about none of these politicians they allegedly donated to, which I don't know if that's true or not. We don't have. He didn't. I promise you, he wasn't sending no emails about that long before he got uh this Roe v. Wade thing happened. No. Right. Right. He wasn't talking. I bet. I bet you he wasn't part of because he wouldn't have been working there if he was that against what Universal Music stands for. He'd be out working for some activist brown people of color organization. You know what I mean? He'd be go doing some shit, some real shit, actually making change or taking action. He'd be. He was really in mourning about Roe v. Wade. He would have been working at Planned but what Parenthood. The, and, but, but, but also, else. what this does is because these people love to hate on the elders, and you know, I hate that type of stuff because I come from you know a generation of black people, salt of the earth, black folks that work their ass off. Like man, look, my grandma worked her ass off, okay, and I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I I would feel I used to feel bad when I used to get in trouble because I knew my grandma was at work, you know, my grandfather was at work or somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And I got to come back home and tell them that I'm fucking up and they sit up here working their ass off. Now, they didn't have much to give me. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? Because of where they come from, because of the things they went through. And now I got to hear these people talking about how these older people, this, that, and the third. And what they keep failing to realize is even the people that did call themselves socialists, communists in the 60s and the 70s, they worked. They put that work in. You know what I'm saying? That's they true. died behind that shit. Let's just keep lost it real. Lost their jobs. They died. lost everything. No, and, yeah. and they, 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 I mean, and that's they, a great point. They, they lost everything. Yeah. They were questioned in front of the press. You know what I mean? Like, it was all kinds yeah. of shit that's gone down. And it that's went into exile. Thing. People just yeah. leave the yeah. whole country. country. Right. Get out of the country. Yeah. I, and it was crazy in that same um, thread where that girl made that comment about how hard it was for people who uh, grew up, <clears throat> who were born in 92, 2000, who were told, who thought, you know, who are, were given a crumbling world, whatever the fuck she was talking about. In that same thread, there was a girl who said some shit like, you know, this has been like the hardest time in history or something. And I was just, oh, we've been, we've really been through it. Our generation really been through it. Gen Z really been through it. And I was like, yeah, that Vietnam War was tough, huh? Like, what the you fuck are you saying? talking about? When was it ever smooth sailing in America, black and when was it? And, and that was my next question. And when was it ever smooth sailing for black people? It ain't really been smooth sailing at any point in history in any country. Like the shit. If you if you're born in '92, well, the '94 crime bill was two years later. So your uncles, your cousins, your brothers—they all got locked up. So what are right. you really talking about? Okay, so what you're really saying is you're mad because you're fucked up. It has right. nothing to do they with the, pro- the times yeah. today. It has nothing to do with that. You're not where you want to be. One, because you ain't put the work in. Two, you're on fucking social media too goddamn much. So you don't even have, yeah. you're not even using your time wisely. Well, I'll say this. Yeah. There is, times are tough. And we know that times are tough. 
I don't think it's a secret that times are tough. And we all talking about it. And we all know we headed for a recession. So, yeah, times are tough. But this ain't the first recession America's ever had. That's why I said 2007, your parents lost everything. In the 1930s, there was a whole depression where people literally lost everything. They were killing themselves. Literally killing themselves. Yeah. People, I was listening to a podcast. I love I love lectures because I'm a weirdo. I like that C-SPAN podcast, uh, Lectures in History. And there was a history of, of, of a diet during the Depression, food during the Depression. People were making glue, eating shoes, finding a Wearing potato belts. where the kids, their belts... Uh, if the kids would, they try to feed the kids the p- potato. The dad would try to only eat some of the skin. Like these people were really going through it. That's a, that. But, that, that but was I don't a, know what what was the name of that that article. I always reference this article that T sent, and I I tried to find it in the text thread. I can't find it. But it talked about how a lot of these people today go to therapy, and they're they, it makes them bigger narcissists. Oh, absolutely. And then absolutely. you got that information. I just to, seeing that seems like yeah. I just saw that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I remember where it was saying that uh, for some people, therapy just teaches them how to become more savvy narcissists instead of uh, curing them, which I thought was pretty. That's why I don't. That's why I don't advocate for people to go to therapy anymore. You go, you go. If you don't, you don't. Because a lot of these people know the language, they use the language, and they know how to use that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But they they gonna, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: manipulative people like that, they're gonna get that information regardless because it's it's everywhere. You can learn, you can learn all that shit on you, the internet. But you just see it a lot more but, on social media. You just see it a lot more. No, I'm how saying people that, are using it for that. Well, yeah, what I'm saying though is that whether or not they go to therapy to learn it, they can still learn it oh, anywhere. I mean, if you're a manipulative but, but, person, but, but they're the gonna learn it. But the reason it is everywhere is because so many other people go to therapy. So even if they don't go to therapy, it's people who went exactly. to therapy themselves who. Put it on the internet. So that's exactly uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, I didn't, I didn't want to get all heated, but you know, I don't like when people talk about older people that, especially older black folks that I know that work, they work, literally work to death. You know what I'm saying? And 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 literally, you know, I I know, man, I know all y'all know this. I know, you know, grandparent age black folks that work and they kids still ended up being crackheads and gang members. Yeah, crack. You know what I'm saying? Still that's went crack. down that road. And they I'm lost about my grandmother right now, bro. That's yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. That they worked. You know what I'm saying? They really, really put in work, man. I and still remember in- my grandmother hearing my grandmother come home from work every day at five o'clock, like clock, literally like clockwork, because you could hear she had rheumatoid arthritis, like I have, and you could hear her struggling to get up them stairs every day, bro. Yeah, but she did it every day. You know. What little bit that they did have, they held on to it. We still have my grandmother, my grandparents' property here in Portland. That's all That's they dope. had. That's all they could give us. You know what I'm saying? Because everything else they had was taken with eminent domain. Yeah. When we talk about motherfucking Portland, I know this motherfucking place, okay? So when I hear these other people saying this crazy stuff, I'm just like, those are some of the most selfish, self-centered motherfuckers I've ever seen self-centered. in my life. Self-centered. That's what it one is. Day, it's self-centered. One day we're going to have to do a series on a lot of the fuck the messed up stuff that happened on the West Coast to black folks. We yeah, have yeah, to do for a sure. Series on that because it's a whole lot of stuff that that a lot of people may not know about. Yeah, that's the, that's the truth. Yeah, before we go, I want to ask you, man. Do you guys ever feel like funny? Sometimes I feel funny talking about this stuff because I feel like people can start thinking like, "Oh man, these guys are turning conservative." Like, because <laughs> sometimes sometimes when you feel like you sound like a conservative, like you just like. Yeah. Uh, um, when you talk about this stuff, because this times I'm like, 
um, I used to um, follow a lot of these people. I used to defend a lot of these people. And lately I've just kind of, um, they've gotten on my last nerves and I'm like, damn, I remember conservatives would complain about a lot of these people complain about black lives matter, whatever I used to be in the replies defending people and everything. And, and now it's like, I can't, I don't like the conservatives. Don't get me wrong. I'm no. not fucking with them. But we but, don't choose sides on the champagne shark. We don't. Yeah. Choose sides. But, but I, I have right now, I feel like the biggest problem for people who want to fight for progress or fight against white supremacy is there's gotta be a house cleaning on our side before we can think of doing anything against the other side that's is basically where that's I true right, i feel well, right shit, now some of them people that were calling our side and is, is on the other side <laughs> that's <laughs> basically the, that's the that's problem yeah. um just real quick to something mario said about possibly doing a show around the history of you know the racism and the things we experience here in um the west coast there's a book called living the california dream African-American leisure sites during the Jim Crow era by Dr. Allison Rose Jefferson. That's really, really good. Um, I've been reading it. Um, I had to do some research on her work for another show that I work on. And she's, she's really, her family, she's third generation black Californian. And so she has a lot of rich history and she talks about a lot of various spaces. What people don't realize is um, during the Jim Crow era was also a time when the, you know, the leisure culture was coming and people were going on vacations and things like that. Um, and people don't know this, but in California and LA, um, a lot of black people started building those spaces because they knew people were going to come to California and that was a source of making money. So for example, Bruce's beach, which was a beach resort. And most people, if you, if you don't know that story, they re- uh, that family had their beach taken through eminent domain and it was some racism they're supposed to they allegedly they were taken their property was taken to build a park and they weren't the only black family that had beach property over here and was using it as a resort for black families but their property was taken it was, it was allegedly to build a park a park never got built and this got taken i want to say the 1920s yeah now the county is returning it back to the family that property and it's worth it's beach it's in manhattan beach which is like Millions upon millions of dollars, and it's literally oh property. Like twenty million or something like something. It's crazy probably money. more than that, but yeah. Um, I don't know how much the family's actually going to get. Um, and what is what all the details are of the property, but um, it's really interesting story, interesting history of how things were done here in the West Coast. People think that. Um, it was all great. It was just better than being hung from a tree yeah. um, <laughs> in the South. But there were yeah. still a lot of problems that we had here, which you, uh, to me... There were lynchings out here. Oh, no, I'm not saying there were no lynchings, but it no, wasn't no, 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 at no, all. No, 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 no. But for the record, it wasn't at all like it was in the South. It just, it was right. very, the racism that California had was just, it was done. It was more pervasive. They would, they would do things like make sure all the police in L.A., were hired, were from the South, and were war veterans. They did that in, no, in Los Angeles. That's straight, now, that's that's straight up systematic. And that's, yes. still, yeah, and but, that's still the case today. That's actually think, still the case today. Absolutely. I think it needs to be saved for the actual episode. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to tell people about that book, though, because that book yeah. is really, really good insight. Cool, cool. Okay. Can I leave y'all with one last... I know we got to go. One last thing. <laughs> poor poor T said, on the East Coast. I know, I know, I know, I know. We were supposed to let this dude off two hours ago. We Here I we know. are. No, it was um, going too good. I, could, I couldn't stop. Yeah. I, I, one I was worried thing. about it. I knew it was going to be a good one that I end up just staying on. Yeah. 
we was all feeling it today. You know what I mean? Like it was one. Of, I just knew it was gonna be a dope show today for some reason. I said I can't. I'm gonna do everything I can. I don't give a damn how hot it is in my room or none of that. I'm gonna get on here. But um, so somebody commented about that senator lady. I'm still on that, and she said because her whole thing was she did that to get people talking so that she can get to her, you know, her political talking points or whatever. Oh, oh. And then, uh, I, I, actually, if you if you want to hold that thought, there's a part where she actually says that here that she said that she did it. Uh, do I want me to play that for you? And yeah, play that real quick. Okay. So I can, I can. Let me see if I can find it. Hopefully I can find it easy. Hold on. Elected official, this is the way you should conduct yourself. There were people that were saying classless, like you said. There were people that were saying, hey. I, I think it might be a response uh, to this question. You're embarrassing black people. You're embarrassing black women. You know, that there should be a, a decorum, a way that you act if you're an elected official. And a lot of those people, like I said, were black. Mm -hmm. forget about the other white people because we talked about the framework of white supremacy that you said what do you say to the black people that criticize you for twerking Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her bed and they what? wow Lindo Castile told them that he had a registered gun okay this is the part I was looking for but it's so bad I'm going to play it anyway wow this part's bad hold on <laughs> in his car and they shot him anyway Eric Gardner told them he could not breathe and they killed him anyway like these Trayvon Martin had Skittles in his hands and they killed him anyway. No matter how I behave, no matter how respectable I am, no matter the Ivy League degree, I am still a black body worthy of the violence that America can give. OK, nobody asked her. Uh, no one told her to act that way so that they wouldn't kill her. So what is she even talking about? Like, what? So That's the most unbelievable shit I've ever heard in my life. She, she, you, you know what she did? She took a stock answer for another question and put it to the wrong. Like what people say sometimes is they say, oh, if we, uh, you know, pulled our pants up and stuff, the police wouldn't shoot us. And right. the answer she's giving is a response to that statement. She's so they told her she about, can't even address black people, man. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, so it's the wrong respectability. Uh, politics question like they weren't saying to act a certain way so that white people won't kill you they're saying act a certain way because it's embarrassing and instead of responding to what he asked about how black people find it embarrassing she's acting like they're telling her that uh she won't get killed in the street if she acts respectable but no one's talking about that like what is she talking about give me and if we in our community think that that is the same if we think that about ourselves of course, people are going to say you should act classy. What does an elected official look like and act like? Because all I see performed in the state house that I'm in and at the White House on the national level and the federal level is white people who are not connected to the issues. I see white people and I see old people who don't know how to connect to their constituents who are not talking about how $15 is not a living wage. That's $32,500 a year before taxes. I'm talking about a $25 living wage for everybody, which is $55,000 a year. I'm talking about housing for all, authentic pathways for Black homeownership to decrease the wealth gap. Yet, um, folks want to say that I'm not behaving in the way that elected officials should behave. They're supposed to, what are they supposed to be doing? And obviously that status quo has not worked. Their rules have never worked for me because I was supposed to get into that room and I was supposed to be quiet. I was supposed to wear the Always about her. I was supposed to yeah. do, um, perform the ways that they wanted me to perform. And because I didn't, and because I couldn't, that is, that is seen as deviant to the nature. But, um, 
to the nature of what it means to be an elected official. But I think we need more elected officials who are real people because it is a part time position. A lot of folks don't even know how state legislatures work. I had people like, you're a disgrace to the U.S. I can't believe you represent the United States. I'm like, honey, I am a Rhode Island state senator. They pay me $16,000 before taxes to represent their state for six months out of the year after my full-time job. I got people calling me all kinds of names sideways, staying in the building sometimes. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mario. She's she's rambling. It's somewhere in here, but it's just wonderful. But is it fair to say that the is... message could be lost in oh. the twerk? Oh, here it is. People can't hear what you have to say because they're so focused on what it is that you're doing. Is that fair? Is it fair to say that? No, it's not because listening to me before it wasn't well, my body was the conversation that now I have the platform to talk about abortion, to talk about living wage, to talk about our criminal justice sure. system, to talk about police accountability. Cause I've been talking that shit. I've been talking about it. <clears throat> I have the policy background. I have the papers. And yet that never got coverage in my local media in the national media. So no, they've already told me that sex sells. And so when I use that Ooh. message that I received up as the black woman with my body always being objectified when i take their tools and use it against them they're like oh wait no you're not supposed to use our weapons against us but honey baby like you taught me that my body was a tool and so i used it and when i didn't use it in the ways and you could belittle me and put me down that is the danger and that is the power of blackness of joy of liberation we can take their tools and literally flip it onside their head on top of their heads and twerk on it (laughs) Hmm. So, that so, makes absolutely so, so, no fucking sense. Oh my god! I just want to punch her in the throat. What the yeah. fuck is she talking about? Oh my god! And that's and that's the part that uh, hey. responds <laughs> to what Mario was saying. But so, so, so she was she, she was saying that she was using it to uh, blow. She up didn't her real name message. a single bill in that entire breath. She didn't say this is what we're doing in my district. This is what we're fighting for in our district. This is one of the things that we're suffering from in our district. None of that came up, though. She said, I can use this to talk about those things, but you ain't talked about them yet. Rhode Island is one of the wealthiest states in the union. That's why she ain't talking about it. Uh, And and one of the bills I found from her in February that she was in the press for was um, about teaching kids about sex um, and um, Pleasure based. Yeah, it says uh, every secondary. This bill sixteen twenty two. Every school grades six to twelve teaching courses in family life or sex education within this state shall include as part of the course instruction abstinence from sexual activity and refraining from uh, sexual intercourse as the preferred method of pregnancy prevention and the prevention of sexually transmitted diseases. Provided further. Part of the course instruction may incorporate age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate elements of effective and evidence-based programs under law and meaning of consent. Such age-appropriate, uh, this is the thing that already exists, right? Uh, appropriate elements of effective and evidence-based pr- programs under prevention of pregnancy, uh, sexually transmitted disease, and sexual violence may include instruction that increases student awareness of the fact that consent is required before sexual activity. Then it goes on to um, say, provided further, courses in family life or sex education shall be appropriate for students of all races, gender, sexual orientation, um, so forth. But then 
Where's the part? Hold on. There's a part about pleasure. Well, anyway, I'm going to just say this because I got to get out of here, man. I'm starving. Um, they said, to, to what she said about now they're listening, somebody wrote, they're still not listening, so what now? And then to that, somebody responded, I guess she'll have a, she'll give a speech while getting a bikini wax on her bikini area. <laughs> and then somebody said, definitely one way to get attention. So, yeah. That, that's, she's 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 yeah. made a mockery of the whole situation. And, yeah, she's cooked. Uh, yeah. Oh, I I I found I found a sentence, and and when this gets publicized, this is what is reading on Cooker. I, I'm sorry, I should have found the sentence first before I just started reading. It goes, um, provided further courses in family life or sex education shall be appropriate for students of all races, genders, sexual orientations, ethnic and cultural backgrounds, affirmatively recognize pleasure based sexual relations, different sexual orientations, and be inclusive of same-sex relationships in discussions and examples. And I think that pleasure-based sexual relations being taught to kids part, they are going to run with that because she was all over the news and she was kind of emphasizing in the articles I saw on Providence Journal about the um, pleasure-based sexual relations and that kids should learn that uh, sex is a source of pleasure and i'm just kind of thinking like man with all this economic problems happening right now and you know this recession about to come and the the wealth gap um um closing in and black people didn't even benefit from the bubble so we're really gonna get hit by the thing why are you giving people ammunition like this like just put the pleasure-based sex bill for sixth graders like on the back burner i don't even understand why this is necessary to teach kids about now like kids are going to need she's, being, she's exhibiting joy and being her authentic self t that's why <laughs> being authentic <laughs> and all that stuff yeah, yeah, she's, <sighs> yeah the magic you know. they have yeah. the same talking points and jargon is sickening yeah, yeah really unpredictable she said joy like 20 times it's crazy she keeps saying it over and over again it's nuts that's part of the the playbook yeah all right all guys. right y'all. Thanks for doing this. And yeah, let's, I, I want to talk about something else, but at the same time, I feel like this is going to be a big deal. This this great correction that we keep talking about. Like there's going to be a big reactionary turn. And I feel like if we don't talk about this, it's going to get, we're going to get blindsided by it. I know a lot of people think you shouldn't talk about it because you're giving the right wing ammunition, but they got the ammunition anyway. Oh man, they got the, they got, the fucking man <laughs> right now oh my yeah. god dude especially with the police being in this attitude of oh. let me do anything i want or i'm not gonna do my job yeah i said right now so crime is and jim know, crow joe is right along with it i mean oh yeah yeah man he, i heard somebody he wrote an amicus brief uh to the supreme court in favor of the cops not being able to get sued if yeah. they don't read the Miranda rights. So. And, yeah. and a lot of these liberal cities, man, they're asking for tough on crime stuff because they're sick of it too. You see San Francisco just recalled the progressive um, the, the, the progressive DA. They just recalled yeah. them. Like, in, in LA, they're on, uh, they're on uh, Gaston's ass. They, they tried so many times to recall him and they just put out and I think it went through. They put forth another... Um, Another um, damn! I'm having a brain fart. What do you call when you get the signatures? The, petition. 
Oh yeah, uh, those recall petitions. Yeah, they're they're, they're right. doing. And and just remember, this two years ago, everyone was talking defund the police. Like, how did go from defund the police to 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 this? Man? I had to tell the dude, man. I support gas. Don't get on my face with that. Like, I had to tell a guy that because they be they real aggressive with it in front of like Walmart and stuff, trying to get you to sign that petition. But they got enough signatures, I believe, and it went on ahead and went through. So he's gonna be fighting for his seat again. It's and, funny, uh, they don't be in South LA at all. They never over here. I ain't never seen one. In fact, right? no, they not at all over here. Interesting. Not, yeah. not at all. Well, you would think they would be there more than anywhere. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead, oh, no, I, oh, no, I was just going to say, when the uh, when the midterms happen, we should definitely see how bad the Democrats lose. That, that, that's my prediction. I think they're going to have a slaughter. I think it's going to be pretty bad for the Democrats with this with this recall. I think that'd be a good time for us to revisit this idea of the great correction. I think we should keep coming back to it because I think we're going to get proven right. It's like Champagne shark psychics. Yeah, it happens no. all the time. Champagne psychics, baby. Yeah. A lot of psychics. stuff people say we harp on, man. It ends up coming true and then people say, yeah, I thought you talked about it too much, but <laughs> it happens. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see. All right, y'all. All I was right. gonna bake some bread. I'm too tired now. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll holla at y'all. All right, have a good one, man. All right, peace. All right. <laughs>